What's up, Mike Mendoza, Fast State Services on the commute in Ohio. Once again, he's here in Cleveland, the 13th, so supposedly Fat Tuesday. I guess we're supposed to eat for you clicks out there and other Christians that uh, abstain from uh, and fast the Lenten season so get fast today uh, eat what you eat if you don't know it's uh, that has wild calories in it with jelly or whatever it's good. so go get your poochies just uh, documenting my day yesterday and uh, I didn't get a chance to do Content yesterday. Oh, excuse me. Did great. I mean, I'm finally doing what I want to be doing, uh, and that's real estate. And it's uh, really time-consuming. You know, from the minute I wake up to when I go to bed, that's uh, what we're doing. And I do spend time with my family. I coach a basketball team fourth grade travel basketball team here in North Royalton, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. So at least I can break away and do other things that I have passion for. So I really feel lucky that I'm able to do all of that. And, um, you know, I guess uh, uh, for you, those of you out there who really hate what you're doing, you know, it's not that difficult to follow your your passion, what you think you should be doing, as most of us choose not to because you're worried about how much money you're making, uh, which is fine, but if you're not happy, then what's the point of making more money? So you got to figure that out somehow and uh, follow your, your passion because you never know tomorrow you could be dead. That's uh, sort of morbid, but it's true. Um, I've had many people, you know, not directly, but uh, you know, through my circle of friends and connections, you hear about death and dying every day. So just make sure that whatever you're doing, even if it's just for a minute, to get to uh, get towards your goals, that do it. Don't don't ever put it off. Anyway, sorry about that. that well, no, and I'm not sorry about that. I'm just giving you my random thoughts. Um, it does have a uh, lot to do with how I got to where I'm at today, and uh, not making uh, as much money as I used to in my healthcare days. Yet it's it's getting there, but uh, you know I, I realize. It's I have to have patience. It's going to take time to build business, and uh, I'm just going to need to keep plugging away and, you know, enjoying every minute of it. It's, it's weird, but I guess that's what you know you're doing what you you're supposed to be doing. So, um, trying to focus on commercial real estate brokerage, but. 
really difficult due to uh, the fact that we take on a lot of property management uh, assignments, which is uh, part of the mission uh, in order to attract clients and also have another source of income coming through. But it's very labor intensive, so anybody looking into getting into property management, if you're a licensed broker or agent in the state of Ohio, uh, you really have to know what you're doing. You have to have actually a, a passion to do it. And uh, even though there's a lot of tenant issues and nightmare uh, apartments that you find doggy doo-doo everywhere after they leave uh, and rotting uh, groceries, then you still have to love it. But uh, we'll get into that in the next segment. How you doing? Back on the next segment, Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services. Just wanted to talk about uh, some things that I took care of yesterday. City of Cleveland in Ohio now requires that all rental properties be registered with the city. And the way they enforce that is if you're trying to evict a tenant, you cannot, uh, the case won't continue unless uh, proper rental registration is made with the city of Cleveland. That may entail inspections from an inspector uh, for violations, safety code violations, and um, that sort of thing. But uh, you need to register those. Now you can here for me, but you can try and get away with not registering. But if you try to evict the tenant, then your case will be dismissed or it'll have to continue until you do that. The other thing is that if you have out of state investors or international investors, they also have to have an LLC that is registered within the state of Ohio. So even if they have an LLC in a different state, they have to register that LLC from the different state as a foreign LLC in doing business in Ohio. So those two things may be newer to um, more, uh, most investors because I never had to do it in the past. And although I had an Ohio LLC, the, uh, the thing about city of Cleveland is they never enforced rental registration. So nobody ever did it. Now they're finding a way to enforce that by not allowing you to evict tenants unless that is in place. So be sure to go ahead and do that when you get a chance. Um, we've had some tenants move out uh, of apartments that weren't paying their rent and we, were, we gave them their three-day notice so they decided to move out. But with most of those type of situations, they leave the property a mess because if they didn't have money to pay their rent, they probably don't have money to move and so they're leaving their furniture and they don't want to, I guess, spend the money on garbage bags to uh, put garbage in garbage bags so they just leave the apartment a mess. So um, you need to keep track of those people. They'll never uh, rent in one of our apartments again. And unfortunately, the uh, previous owner landlord did not collect security deposits on a lot of their tenants because they just wanted to fill units to make it attractive for investors to purchase these apartments. So be wary 
I think I've talked about that in other episodes, uh, doing your due diligence when you purchase an apartment building to make sure your uh, heating system is certified by a licensed HVAC person, your electrical system is all checked out, your plumbing systems are checked out, your roof is checked out, and it's going to cost some money, but it's well worth it. Uh, for example, we've got a 20 possibly $30,000 bill um, to fix a boiler system because um, they, uh, the, the current owner um, did not uh, get a, a certification from a licensed HVAC company to get that, get that done and checked out. So never close unless all of that stuff is in place, unless you want to take the risk that something bad might happen or you might have uh, a big repair bill coming once you take over uh, the property and the system. So um, looking at clean outs, uh, going back to tenants moving out, it's going to cost you uh, probably 150 to $200 or more to clean out a unit because furniture has to be uh, taken away and that can't be just put on the curb anymore it has to be taken to a dump so these junk hauling companies are making a lot of money and have have a lot of opportunity uh, if you can't take these bulk items like mattresses and furniture yourself to the dump Uh, you can put stuff out uh, i think two or three pieces at a time but uh, you know that's not going to be efficient Uh, to be able to, let's say, clean out three or four apartments that need to get back on the market. So uh, we'll talk about that more in another segment. So we'll see you soon. What's up? Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services on the commute. Again, in Cleveland, 20 degrees, what is it, February 8th or 9th, I don't know why, I don't know what the date is, but sometime in February, first week, but it's all good because we're always working, we're always hustling, we're always uh, doing our thing. Um, So talking real estate, commercial, residential, multifamily, apartments, investments, buying, leasing, and property management. So... Uh, getting a lot of referrals lately. Thank you to all the brokers out there that uh, are referring and also past clients that have been referring their friends and family to us um, for their commercial real estate needs. I also do residential. I'll take anything that comes my way, but uh, most of my business is in the commercial retail office space and also multifamily apartment buildings also um, mobile home park communities we manage and invest in those so um, got a wide range but um, we keep we keep ourselves busy Um, but uh, yeah getting referrals from uh, past clients and uh, other brokers so I guess that's a good sign um, for for us and um, you know hopefully I'll be able to deliver Uh, I know I'll you know obviously do my best to deliver on these 
uh, referrals. So, you know, whether they're referring somebody who's trying to sell a property um, or looking for a specific property, uh, that's what uh, I need to deliver on and uh, give good service. So, um, you know, it's all about in this business, it's, it's just about actually working hard, um, communicating with your clients on a regular basis, letting them know here's what's going on. And, um, you know, I think they, they, they just want to know that somebody's working hard for them and putting in the effort, even though there might not be any tangible uh, results. You know, they, everybody understands the fact that in commercial real estate, things take time. Things take time to sell, things take time to buy. Um, you gotta do due diligence and there's a process involved. So as long as they know that you're, you're working behind the scenes, working for them, then I think that's at least what's given me some initial traction in, in this business. So had a referral yesterday a uh, gentleman is looking to retire. His small business is an auto parts store and it's a 3,000 square foot building, uh, standalone and, and um, lots of parking space and, and it's close to uh, a high, highly trafficked uh, commuting area in Maple Heights. So we'll see what we can do to get that thing valued up, uh, sold, and uh, get this guy on his way to retirement because I'm sure he's worked really hard to build his business. He's there all the time and now he deserves his, his cash out. So just think about why your clients are selling and, and try to empathize with their position and I think that'll make you a little bit uh, more aware of uh, why you're doing what you do and then you're hopefully providing value for someone that is, is looking uh, for that next step, next chapter in their business, in their personal life um, and uh, beyond. So uh, also got a referral to find properties on the east side of Cleveland, Gates Mills, um, Hunting Valley area for smaller commercial properties. So need to, uh, these, these uh, people have uh, a lot of capital. So let's see what we can do to find them something out there. Um, come at you at, at uh, the following segment. Coming at you again, talking about referrals. Got a referral from a past client. They're one of their relatives looking for commercial property, east side of Cleveland, Hunting Valley, Beachwood area, um, Orange. So higher uh, median incomes in, in these neighborhoods. And so the dynamic changes a little bit for commercial real estate, but there's always needs for your staple services in retail spots. And there's always need for office space for professionals and the like. So um, just all depends uh, if the 
property is cash flowing and uh, doesn't need a ton of work and is at a good price and a good cap rate, then these will all be candidates for this investor. And um, you know, for those of you that, that don't know what a cap rate is, it's really just one measure to evaluate the uh, cash flow of a property um, and the the value of the property based on the net operating income. So cap rate is net operating income, so it's your gross revenue minus your expenses. Uh, and then that gets you your net operating income and that net operating income over the purchase price is uh, your cap rate. And most investors, especially from the West and East Coast, are looking for double digit cap rates, like 10% um, is, and up is very attractive to these investors because they can rarely achieve double digit cap rates in their marketplace. New York, and don't quote me on this, I'm just hearing secondhand, I haven't done um, much research on this, but the investors that are in this marketplace are telling me they can only get four to 5% max cap rates out there. And then you want to look at other um, measures like cash on cash return, you know, based on your financing method, whether you're buying all cash or you're leveraging um, uh, lending to purchase the property. Um, what else is going on? So I'm trying to think of, we had another referral uh, business is trying to sell their Their, their business, they don't own the building, they're leasing it, but, uh, you know, so basically a liquor license and the inventory and the equipment in the uh, in the store. So kind of hard, you know, because a lot of times you'll get financials from these business owners. Obviously, they're, they're accepting cash and then they're, they're showing a loss on paper. So um, if you're going to show that, then um, you know you're going to have to convince the buyer that act, this cash actually comes through uh, into your business. Now it's not unusual. Um, you know, I think I show a loss on my some of my rental properties on a regular basis uh, every time I file taxes, but that's because we can offset with depreciation and other expenses. So. But uh, with, with a, a business like this, it's basically a convenience store business. Um, again, you'll, you'll have to convince the buyer that you're working with that uh, this cash actually flows through. So looking at your inventory, looking at uh, your um, inventory turns and things like that. So uh, also still, you know, property management is is um, very labor intensive for us and um, started a, a new assistant last week and uh, she is helping me with uh, getting my emails organized and my uh, projects basically organized trying to find contractors for everything that we need to is uh, you know takes a lot of time so with that, I will uh, leave you till the next episode. So uh, until then, 
keep thinking, keep learning, but most importantly, just keep doing.